Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rewildology, the podcast all about conservation, travel, and rewilding the planet. I'm your host, Brooke Mitchell-Norman, conservation biologist and adventure traveler. I'm sure you've attended a wedding that completely blew your mind. It had everything, magazine-worthy decor, a massive wedding party, two-hour cocktail with past hors d'oeuvres, a million-course meal, a super intricate cake, open bar, an all-night partying that left you and everyone else praying to the porcelain god the next morning. It was one heck of a party, and you were so happy to be invited. You and 300 of the bride and groom's closest friends. Celebrities and royal families aren't the only people able to have grandiose weddings nowadays. Anyone with a fairy tale vision and unlimited credit can throw the wedding of a lifetime. But what happens to all the leftover food, dying flowers, and Cinderella decor when the night is over? This is the conundrum of the wedding industry. You can have a stunning wedding and save the environment. All you need to do is a little extra planning. No matter the size of your special day, I want to share a few tips and lessons that I've learned hosting my own sustainably minded day of marriage. Tip number one, buy as many things secondhand as you can. It is totally possible to have a gorgeous secondhand wedding. Social media platforms make it so easy to search for items and connect with brides selling their wedding paraphernalia. Being open to different looks will make finding and purchasing things a little less stressful. My theme changed about midway through the planning process, but I was able to reuse most items or sell them online. Some great secondhand resources that I used to find and purchase items were Facebook Marketplace, Goodwill, and ARC thrift stores. And here is a little snapshot of the items that I bought from a bride or a secondhand store are my centerpieces, um, silk flowers, except my bouquet, table runners, ribbon, wood slices, lanterns, candle holders, tea candles, china plates and dessert plates, antique silverware, vintage collared glasses, cloth napkins, vintage travel items, chalkboard signs, postcard placeholders, and more. As you can hear, the range of items is quite extensive. You may not find everything you need on Facebook Marketplace or in thrift stores, but the probability is high that you'll snag quite a few. Okay, tip number two, buy your dress from a bridal consignment store. I know this one might be a little hard to consider, but search if your city has a bridal consignment store. These shops offer the same wedding dress shopping experience for a fraction of the price. The dresses are either repurchased from former brides or are last season samples from other bridal stores. I accidentally found my wedding dress while browsing a secondhand bridal store. I decided to swing by the Alter Bridal Consignment Store to see what types of dresses I might like before going dress shopping over Christmas with my family. As fate had it, I found a stunning dress for 70% off the original sticker price. I video called my parents and they gave me the big thumbs up. Dream dress without the stress. Booyah! Tip number three. Purchase wedding shoes that you'll actually wear in your day-to-day life. Who would have thought, right? Pinterest and bridal shops advertise tons of cute, lacy white shoes that are perfect for the big day. However, these shoes are only appropriate on this one occasion. I purchased two pairs of shoes for my wedding. Heavy-duty white snow boots for the ceremony and adorable floral flats for the reception. 
I've worn both pairs of shoes many times since my wedding, and I receive compliments on them all the time. A lacy pair of heels would be collecting dust in my closet had I decided to go that route. Tip number four, borrow as many things as you can. This one is good for the wallet and making loved ones feel included. If you need it, odds are someone you know has it. I borrowed all of my jewelry, I mean, except my rings, of course, and several decor items. Try to remember to give the items back before the owners leave or you might be mailing a lot of stuff afterwards. I know this is asking a lot once the wine starts flowing, but do your best. This is also another little side tip for you. All right, tip number five. Hire a caterer that doesn't use disposables and allows you to take home leftovers. Finding a caterer that allows you to take home leftovers might take research and possibly a couple of phone calls, but this will significantly reduce your food waste. I also skipped the heavy plated meals and provided a variety of tasty appetizers, plus late night snacks. Everyone picked the food they liked the best, and it was effortless to accommodate dietary restrictions. Many said it was their favorite wedding meal, no dry chicken or nasty-ass bland pasta. Tip number six, find a venue that has the same values as you. Trust me, not all venues are created equal. Dive deep into websites and ask during your tour if the site provides sustainable services like recycling and composting. You're going to be exhausted by the end of the night and won't want to lug around bags of waste to process correctly. The more services a venue provides, the better. Tip number seven, recycle family heirlooms or purchase sustainably sourced jewelry. This may be my favorite wedding tip. Grandma will be ecstatic and you'll score gorgeous rings. For my engagement ring, we recycled moissanite stones from one of my husband's grandmother's rings and placed them in a new setting. We hired a local jewelry store that specializes in heirloom facelifts and dang, did they deliver. My ring is stupidly freaking gorgeous and I love it so much. My wedding band is from my husband's great-grandmother. Somehow my finger is similarly sized to hers, so I kept the band as is. And the text is too cool. It says John to Dorothy, June 10th, 1932. Yes, 1932, un believable Tip number seven, give consumable wedding favors or skip them altogether. I admittedly stressed out quite a bit over wedding favors. I didn't want to give any, but received flack when I said this. <laughs> Get ready for that while planning a sustainable wedding, which I will talk about that in a little bit. My first tip is to skip wedding favors altogether. Let's face it, very few people want paraphernalia with your name and date in their home. But if you get cornered into providing wedding favors, I recommend giving local consumable goods. I offered mountain survival kits for our guests since the ceremony and reception were at 9,000 feet in elevation. The products were well appreciated, especially the next morning. Tip number eight, send digital wedding invitations. Oh yeah, you can skip that stamps run with this tip. Pretty much everyone and their grandmother have email nowadays. Take advantage of technology and send your guest list a high quality digital invite. 
Sending digital invites also increases the likelihood you'll receive a response from everyone. They need to either reply or fill out a quick questionnaire to let you know whether or not they are coming. It is a win-win. Tip number nine, sell your decor and accessories to the next bride. The day will inevitably end just as quickly as it began. Once the honeymoon is over and you've settled into routine life, you can recoup a substantial chunk of funds by selling any unwanted items online. All right, next portion, lessons learned. Admittedly, I am hesitant to talk about this section, but I feel like I need to share the lessons I learned to prepare you, bride, or anyone that you know that is getting married soon for the hard decisions that you or they might face. All right, first, if you can pull it off, elope. Yes, I said it. As much as I love my wedding, seriously, it was perfect in every single freaking way. I still think eloping is the way to go. We planned to elope, but our families kindly asked us to please have a more traditional wedding ceremony. We compromised and hosted only our immediate family and my best friend for a total of 22 guests. Even though this guest count is small, it significantly increased our wedding cost and planning requirements. 90% of the tips above are irrelevant if you elope because you simply won't need most wedding stuff. The day is about you and your partner binding your futures. This critical detail tends to get lost while selecting centerpieces, flowers, venues, music, guest lists, favors, food, rehearsal, dinner, reception, etc., etc. I know that's how I felt. I had to write my vows on my way to the ceremony because of the incessant wedding planning. Just the lope and have a huge backyard party with friends and family afterwards. How mad can they be after the fact? You're married after all at the end of the day. Next, some guests won't understand your decision to skip wedding traditions for sustainability. Luckily, my family knows I'm crazy about this shit, but prepare yourself for pushback when you tell your family you're skipping certain traditions. You'll more than likely hear something like, but a wedding must have blank. How can you not have blank? Kindly explain your decision, um, even to go into detail about the wastefulness of traditional weddings and why you are planning a sustainable wedding. They may not understand, and that's fine. Stick to your guns. It'll save you money and guilt in the long run. Next, you'll end up purchasing new items, and it's okay. Purchasing new items may have been the hardest thing for me to get over. I wanted so badly not to buy anything new decor, wedding accessories, shoes, anything with a package. But to pull off the reception and to stay warm during the ceremony, I had to buy new. This realization came after spending hours searching online and in thrift stores for all the items I needed. Having a more extended timeline will help with this. I planned our wedding in two and a half months, and I simply didn't have enough time to find everything I needed through my consignment resources. Do your best. And when you need to buy new, purchase from businesses you support. Last lesson, stay flexible. Unless you have a particular image in your mind's eye of your wedding day, staying flexible will give you the best chance of hosting a sustainable wedding. I was all over the place with centerpieces until I find a bride's for sale post. She had the perfect centerpieces and I snatched up seven of them. I then added accents to match the green table runners and my reception hall was complete. 
at the end of the day, have the exact wedding you want and keep the focus on you too. If you save plastic packaging here, a little food waste over there, then your sustainable wedding is a success. Awesome, everyone. If you liked this new style of episode, please let me know. Tag Rewildology in your Instagram stories, rate and review wherever you're listening or any other way that you want to support the show. I would love to hear from you. I love this community that we're building and cannot wait until the next episode. So love you all until next time. Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode of Rewildology. If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button to never miss a future episode. Do you have a cool environmental organization, travel story, or research that you'd like to share? Let me know at rewildology.com. Until next time, friends, together we will rewild the planet.